Welcome to The Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show and... Good morning, honey. Good morning, dear. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah, I always look forward to our shows. Yes, for sure. So we've had some interesting shows lately, and if you've missed them, please check out uh, the website at the Sexy Lifestyle Network, and you can find my show, The Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and a whole array of other really fun, exciting, interesting, um, different takes on Life, love, sex, all those things. So it's quite a quite a cool concept. A different perspective is worth uh, listening to. Yes. Well, that's why I practice yoga, you know, because you're upside down half the time. So you see everything from a different perspective. <laughs> all right. Dear. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about asking for what you desire and why that, I mean, that sounds so easy, right? That's I like, mean, it, it should be fairly straightforward. I mean, women go shopping all the time. Yes. And do you know why we have to shop a lot? Because we have trouble making up our minds. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's so okay. many choices. So you have to try everything on. And then usually, you know, a lot of women have to take a girlfriend with them to help them decide. And so, you know, there's there's this whole uh, myriad of things that go into n- asking for what we want. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today and why that's so difficult. And then I'm going to link it back to the Me Too movement and why this is such an important piece of resolving the whole Me Too conundrum. I I can see where you're going. You can see where I'm going. Absolutely. Well, that's a first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. Usually you're like, I have no idea which direction well, you're going. Well, I think I think that asking for what you want definitely ties into consent, uh, for sure. You know, for that, sure. And and that's uh, that's been a major theme for you, and it's certainly better for everyone. Nobody wants any misunderstandings about consent. So, how do you ask for what you want if you don't know what you're shopping for? Well, that's the big that's the big concern. And so, I'm going to just take it back a little bit to um, how we're raised as children. And I can only speak to how how being a girl, how I was raised as a girl, and how I've seen other girlfriends of mine raised. So, you can speak to how it was being raised as a boy. Um, because we do, you know, until recently, we have really stuck people into two genders, and we've tried to indoctrinate our kids at the, as that gender, and that's that's another show. But what happens to what happened to me as a little girl is that my wants were not heard, were not really uh, valued. Uh, my mom. As kind as my parents were, and I know they did their best, but they still had the idea that children should be seen and not heard. And I, that saying was told to me over and over again as a child. And so I really felt like my voice had no power. And that meant that what I wanted didn't matter. 
it it wasn't a concern. I was given what I was given, and I should be grateful for that. And I should be more concerned about other people's wants more than mine. And I think a lot of women are raised from infancy to have that kind of mindset because we're told if we think about our own needs, we're being selfish. And that's a bad thing. You never want somebody to tell you you're selfish. Oh, my God, that's like the worst insult as a girl to be selfish. Well, I think, uh, aren't you talking about being a little more transparent so that people can kind of have a better understanding of who you are before you engage with them sexually? Well, that would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that so hard? Because a lot of women don't really know who they are. They don't know what they want. They've never asked that question. I was teaching a yoga class once, and I had a group of about 15, 20 women in my class. And I I always started off the class with setting an intention and asking, you know, what is my heart's desire? And then I would go around the room and have the women vocalize what their heart's desire was. Most of the women in the room couldn't answer that question. They had no idea. It was like they had a disconnect between their mind and their heart's song. And so when you, you know, if you're going to try to ask a woman sexually what she wants, when we've won, we've slut shamed her her whole life. We've told her, don't touch down there. Down there's dirty. Um, women don't know about their bodies. Masturbation is off the table. Uh, you know, so we, we've, we've, we've withheld a lot of these, these very important steps that we have to take to learn about what we want. And then all of a sudden we're being told, you have to tell me what you want. If you don't tell me, how am I going to know? And the women are like, yeah, I, I would tell you if I knew, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, so, that's, so that's just a little background for people to understand why we're even having this conversation. Because that's a really critical piece for me is to know the why at least try to have some compassionate understanding and then go from there. So at times, uh, both men and women have, have a sexual ache. It's kind of internal, and that ache is starting to boil up. That's what happens on Friday nights and at spring breaks. Um, but as that boils up, women's, some women still don't know what they want. I mean, I think... There's, there's still a lot of women that haven't sat and asked, haven't, in, haven't um, investigated their own, their own needs. Um, they, they just haven't, they haven't gone there. I know a lot of women still who don't masturbate, who've never masturbated. And well, if they, if they have a block, you know, so that they're not willing to go there, then that's that certainly starts to sound wrong to me but I think uh, what I was saying is is that what you want if you've never experienced before you don't really know if you like it or not so you do have to take a little bit of a chance to find the edge I mean any any activity that you do you may not want to do it again it may not have been very fun you go up and ski slope and it's cold as can be and that wasn't your thing so I think uh you know, now going down the slope really fast might might be a real high and or maybe orgasmic. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, um, is it worth it? And and so people are going to have to kind of be comfortable with discovery. 
Right. And that's, I think, where your consent comes in. Right. So asking for what you want might just be simply saying, you know, I'm kind of an open book, but let's go easy on these edges and see where we find ourselves. Do you think that maybe the other person, um, the response they get may may uh, somehow influence a person's uh, feeling of freedom to reveal their desires? I mean, it's a, you know, that's kind of scary. If you've, if you have maybe something that you think is a little bit on the edge of freaky, because everybody thinks, first of all, that they're a freak sexually, if they've never talked to other people to find out what other people are into, because people don't really understand the full gamut of human sexuality. That's not their area. I mean, there's so many different situations. I mean, the first time you meet somebody and you finally have agreed to be sexual, if they're freaky, that could be a little unnerving. You know, I think you got to be, you got to reveal little bits at a time and, and take your time. And that is where it's a little more difficult with the, the, the single encounters. You don't have as much time to explore. But with each encounter, you are going to learn something about yourself. Um, I think sometimes things are out of balance. I think that uh, one person knows exactly what they want and the other person isn't sure. Mm-hmm. So it's going to default to the person who knows what they want. And right. often that's the man, uh, at least in the model that you've described, you just frequently describe. Right. So how, how can we find out? Um, so what I would say is for people who don't really know, they don't have a bucket list, they don't have a curiosity list, is to start investigating some new things that, and it doesn't even have to be sexual, just new things that you maybe haven't looked into before, um, different kinds of books to read, uh, different classes to take, TED Talks, all kinds of different, there's so much available now to us with the internet that we can we can tantalize our our minds to open up maybe doors that we didn't even know were there. And that sometimes can inspire you to want to investigate further. And even as a couple to uh, to to maybe watch a couple of TED Talks on topics that you neither one have ever even looked into. Uh, there's some really cool things out there that might that might inspire you to want to know more. Well, it's certainly no, more neutral if it's coming from a third party. Um, that way, both can be exposed at the same time and say, oh, "Is this interesting?" No. And or yes, and and then move on. But I think sometimes just knowing that the other is willing to have the conversation is really what starts the the momentum. I think that you know men kind of do want to know, but they but sometimes they're not sure what to say. So if somebody opens, somebody has to start that conversation, and that seems to be what's hard is getting any sort of conversation started because then it'll evolve into something that's more worthwhile. And and that's where when I do these seminars and the intimacy retreats, the oasis really is the foundation for people to be able to feel comfortable enough to explore and express and to open up those doors so that they kind of feel like they're on the journey together. And that's that's a really important key. Yeah. But I think, again, we have the extremes. We have people that have been married and in a relationship for 25 years, and we have people that have just met. Yes. And they're having their first sexual experience together. 
there's there's those are quite different uh, experiences. Truly, and so how do you know? How do you know when in a first experience what what the boundaries are? <clears throat> how- well, I don't know that it has to be boundaries, but I think that you have to say you have somebody has to break the ice and have a willingness to have any sort of conversation that will lead to those discussions. Yeah, it's just you just can't go, you know, without any discussion at all. It can be kind of risky. I think a lot of times people will start off with the line. So what are you into? <laughs> what are you well, into? That's true. Well, you maybe know? that's enough to get things yeah. started. And then that, that gets the conversation started. All right. Well, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about when a person does re- reveal their their it, it desires, what happens and where to go from there. So you're tuning into the Conscious Living Sexuality Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And we'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I are here talking about asking for what you desire. It's very important. So when a person does um, create that bravery <clears throat> and and steps into that space of owning what they want and then asking for it, how important is it how it's received? Well, I think... There, I mean, the question is, how is it? How is it revealed, and how is it asked? Was it a suggestion, or was it a demand? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it a deal breaker? Did it end the sexual time? Um, you know, that's the dance. It's a, it's a subtle and and sometimes difficult dance, and that's why some people are just more willing to wing it, and not have those discussions, so that they don't put uh, it at risk. So, I mean, if you don't know what you want. 
and you're asking for something, it gets more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I think you definitely hit on, hit on something about the delivery, you know, how you ask, how you, how you open a conversation versus make a demand. And if you really want something, how you, how you express it is tricky because we all have, um, we all have egos and we all have, we all want to please. And, and so if we feel like what we're doing is be, is displeasing, then we get a little nervous. We feel a little embarrassed and that, that starts the, maybe some kind of conflict. So I think when, when people are in the midst of, you know, cause I've had a lot of women say, I wish he would touch me differently or, or go slower or do these things. And I say, well, how do you ask? And oftentimes they wait until they're frustrated to express what they want. And then it comes across as a criticism rather than a gentle ask. I mean, for couples that are still exploring these issues, um, you did a good exercise at one of your seminars where you had people touch them the way they would like to be touched and then have them I, do you remember so yes yeah, kind of back and forth where, where you you touch your partner the way that you that makes you that you, you enjoy touching them so I'm if I touch your arm I'm going to touch it for my pleasure and how I would touch and then I would touch you in the way that I think you want to be touched so and I, then I would based on what I've learned from you I would touch you in that way and then you would touch me in a way that you want to be touched so that I could learn maybe a different technique um, and a different way that you want to be touched. Because I think we change, you know, we evolve. And sometimes, you know, you really like your muscles rubbed hard. Like it's when you go to a massage therapist that I have always said, because I was was one once, um, you never ask a client, is this okay? Do you like this? Because they're always going to say yes, almost always, because people don't want to hurt your feelings. So the better way to say, would you like this harder or lighter? Would you like it faster or slower? Give them choices so that they at least feel like they can they can speak their mind and not worry about offending you because you've asked. I think, I think that that exercise really helps people see that there is always a little disconnect between what you think your partner wants and what they actually want. And, and what you would like is not always what they would like. And so you have all of those themes going through. So that, in a sense, is why you need to have some communication as to what the other person wants. And then it doesn't, it's nice if it starts early. It doesn't have to be done right away. It's something that could be incorporated in to the time a little bit later on. Right. So that it doesn't feel like it has to be jolting. And I think it should be done in a positive way. Drives me crazy when you do this instead of stop doing that, you know, because right. that will stop the whole thing. I mean, drives me crazy in a good way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, right. right. Yeah. Crazy's always I good. I really like it when you touch me this way. That feels so good. I mean, that's a, that's a, that gives somebody what they can do. Because if you just say, I don't like it when you touch me that way, you haven't given them an option. Well, you anytime, anytime you cause embarrassment, that's going to that's gonna end your sexual time. It's not good I, for I an erection, huh? Well, I, I, I just can't see anything positive about that. Right. 
Right. And so I think, you know, and I guess that maybe that's the other conversation is, do you like to be bossed? Because I know in the BDSM world, sometimes that's that's a lot of the dynamic is being bossed and being told what to do. And, and that's fun because people are, you know, especially people in high power of jobs who are making decisions all the time. Sometimes they just like that reprieve of just tell me what to do. Just direct me. Tell me what to do. I don't have to think about it. I'll just follow directions. That's kind of how I feel going to yoga classes now. It's like, oh, I just tell me what to do. I don't have to think about it. So I think we, you know, we different personalities, but you need to have those conversations. And I think that's why the hookup culture is having so many frustrations and perhaps so many miscommunications because they don't even know their own, they don't know each other's languaging and they don't have enough time to create any kind of dynamic. It's just a hookup. And boy, you can't assume that because the girl that you hooked up with two days ago liked it rough, that this girl today is going to like it rough. I mean, that's that that's a misconception. Well, I think I think if you're not having repeat, if you're not repeating with a partner, then then there probably is less concern about what each partner wants. You're there for yourself. You're you're hoping it works out. Um but with a little finesse, you know, you can, even that single encounter can be more more enlightening and more fun. And and certainly, you know, on the edge of that is is the consent issues. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's, that's where the consent classes really are going to come in handy for people. Because in that, in that fast moving uh, scenario where you meet somebody and you hook up and you're sexual, you do have to be able to one read their body language, really be tuned in to watch for any sign of of resistance or or discomfort or uncertainty, and be willing to pause and say, "All right, you know this seems uncomfortable. Let's let's talk about this," and that's okay. You know, it's not supposed to be perfect. Interaction and relationships, even if it's just a a one day relationship. That's still an important connection, and that still is very impacting. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Once you've been in a relationship for a long time, then the communication becomes more effective and and even more interesting. And that's when you can even talk before you're in the sexual mode about what's going to happen tonight or what we're looking forward to. And that's an easy time to ask for what you want. Um, Sometimes you want to be surprised. But you want to be surprised within certain parameters so that you have some expectations and some uncertainty, but it's just not a wide open experience because that could be scary and you don't want any inhibitions uh, during the sexual time. Yeah, and you don't want any regrets. Right, right. <laughs> that's, where you're, that's where that comes in. Yeah. Uh, when you cross a line that you didn't know was there. Yeah. And so, so talking ahead of time can be very, very sexy. Uh, uh, planning your dates, as you've always said, have your, have your adult time. Uh, it's a great way to, to continue a relationship in the midst of the responsibility of children and, and reveal a little bit and then go there and see how it feels. That's, that's a very effective. But the person you're meeting for the first time, how much to reveal because you don't want to spoil the possibility. I mean, <laughs> I mean, for guys, it, it'd have to be 
just saying. <laughs> I have to be pretty Revealing here. bad if, uh, you know, for them to have not wanted to be there in the first place. So they don't want to say anything that stops the momentum towards being sexual. They'll yeah. be very careful about that. Yeah. They'll, they'll not reveal. And that's why sometimes you sit staring at each other. Yeah. Who, who makes the first move, huh? And then, you know, he's hoping <clears throat> that you'll get an ache that will help you make your decision rather than him saying something that is a deal breaker right from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I think the other, the other pieces of this real quick are if for a person to reveal their desires, they have to first know what their desires are. They need to feel safe and unafraid to express their desires. They need to not be judged or shamed when they express their desires. And they need to not feel pressured to immediately explore those desires if they're just at first kind of vocalizing them. So I think you can take it in baby steps in, in, a, in the midst of a relationship when you want your partner to really be honest with you and re- reveal their desires, you have to create a safe space for them to do that. Otherwise, because everybody's afraid of being judged or rejected because of their own, you know, inner darkness that they might think they have. And so once you, you reveal that and your partner goes, wow, that's so interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. If that's even if that's all you get, at least you feel like you have an open space to express that. And then maybe you can talk about it again later. You remember that thing I talked about? Well, what'd you think about that? <laughs> well, I think planting seeds is definitely um, the, the way to go. Yeah. I mean, the, the earlier you can do that, and, and that opens up the conversation. And I think probably couples that meet online, you know, they're, they're doing that a little bit with their texting. Yeah. So they do have some exchange before they're really invested, actually. Um, they can actually make a decision, no, nah, I don't even want to get in this person's space, or, wow, I'm pretty curious, uh, and, and take the next step. Uh, so there has been some discussion that way. But if you just meet somebody at a bar, you don't really know them. Right. So you have to, you know. Got to ask a few questions. Yeah, got yeah. <laughs> to figure out how to break the ice and get some information. Otherwise, you don't know what you're getting into. I guess that is the benefit to texting and the written word. I mean, we used to write letters back in the old day. And so now we have the texting and 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 DMing. And so you can express yourself pretty quickly and honestly uh, before you even meet. You know, if you're into something that the other person just is not into, you can get that out of the way pretty quickly. I think, you know, we've all seen movies where a person will have a discussion and they'll say, well, I'm a virgin, I've never had any experience. And even revealing that is is critically important because that will set the stage for what would, would happen next. Right. So everybody has something to reveal. The question is whether or not they're feeling comfortable enough to yeah. reveal. And that's where the non-judgment comes in. You know, if they know that they can reveal it and you're not going to judge them, you, you may choose not to participate, but you're not going to, at least not going to judge them or shame them. That's really critical in any kind of human interaction. All right, we're going to take a little break. We come back. We're going to talk about asking for what you desire and what about expectations and disappointments. So you're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Tune into the con to the Sexy Lifestyle Network for more exciting shows. We'll be right back. 
Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure, personalized. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. and We're all here to talk about waking up to your sexy life and 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 opening up the conversations and with ask for what you desire we've talked about why it's hard for people to do and when a person does reveal their desires you know how to create a safe place for them to do that now the other thing we want to talk about is coming from the person that's going to reveal those desires making sure that your expectations, your hopes and dreams are con- contained. <laughs> because oftentimes uh, a desire can be expressed in the form of a demand or it can feel like a demand from the other person or an ultimatum. And that, that could not, maybe not go well for you. Right. I think it has to, has to be... I hate to use the word subtle, but uh, I think I think desires need to be incremental, you know, so that people can. You got to know that you can meet it too. Um, if you if you don't have the tools or you don't have the skills to meet those desires, now you have to, dis, to deal with disappointment, and that's not what you want as the end result of your sexual time. Right. You, you want to feel exhilarated, and hopefully want to do it again, and. Um, so again, all of this rolls back. Uh, if you have expectations and the other person doesn't know what those expectations are, then ooh, you know, how are they going to know how to please you? And if they don't know how to please you, how are they going to? I mean, hopefully they're hoping that this can happen again and again and again, and uh, so they would really want to be successful. So, so um, 
the reveal is very important. And as we know, and uh, for a lot of people in their sexual time, that the being pleased is of equal importance to the feeling that you're pleasing, you know. And so it is, it's an exchange. Otherwise, you may as well just masturbate, right? If you're only thinking about your own pleasure, then you may as well just masturbate because then you have total control over it. But when you go into an exchange with another human being, you do need to be mindful of their experience as well as your own because it's an exchange of energy. And so when you have desires that maybe your other the, your other partner hasn't expressed or you haven't discussed, I like your phrase of planting seeds, of planting a seed of of thought, uh, and w- maybe in in just discussing uh, about I have I'd had I had this fantasy about, or I read this story, or I saw this porn that that really triggered this thought for me. What do you think about that? And just at least having a conversation without an expectation, because I think a lot of times when when we talk about fantasies, I know a lot of couples that have avoided talking about fantasies because they feel like if you talk about it, you have to have it happen. And they feel pressured to make it come true, even if that other person isn't sure that they would even want it to come true. I mean, we have a lot of fantasies that we may not want to live out, but they're sure fun in fantasy. So so I think that's important to be able to have those conversations separate from and which ones of those do you want to have happen <laughs> you know? yeah i think um uh that thought just went away Uh oh okay <laughs> the other thing that i wanted to touch on here is uh you know if you've been thinking about something for a long time you've been fantasizing you've had this this kind of this craving for to do something for a long time You've processed it. You've had a lot of time to think about it. And then when you present it to your partner, if it's a brand new idea to them, you kind of got to give them time to think about it also because they got to catch up with you and how long you've been thinking about it. Chances are it didn't just pop into your head and you expressed it. So you need a menu. A menu would be awesome. Yeah, Ava actually came up with a sex menu that she gave to couples at a workshop, which was really fun. Well, that's similar to a consent form. It is. Yeah, it a lot is. Of, a lot of analogies. Yes. And in that way, if the other person uh, makes a choice, they know that that's within the realm of possibilities and, and comfortable. I think that once one person reveals, the other person's going to be more comfortable revealing as well. I think that's the, the breaking the ice and getting this process started in that, you know, if one person is asking for what they want, it's certainly reasonable for the other person to do so as well. Right. And and they should. And uh, so how to get that started is sometimes the, the difficult part. But um, a menu is a great way to avoid disappointment or even expectations. And I I always like the idea of an invitation versus a command or demand. You know, I'm I'm inviting you to explore this with me. Does that interest you? Now they have a choice because we all want to feel empowered 
to, to choose. We don't want to feel pressured, and we certainly don't want to feel like it's an uh, ultimatum or, uh, a, you know, that if we don't do it, it's a deal breaker. So. Yeah, I mean, if it's a command or demand, you better have already cover the consent process and <laughs> then go into the red room and, <laughs> and, and start. Um, but otherwise, it's a conversation. I think I'd like my room purple. Purple room? Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's, that's critically important is that you, that you have these things set up. You know, the number one question I get as a sexologist from men is, how do I convince my wife to fill in the blank, you know, and so it's, there is a disconnect, I think, between um, men and women, at least beyond the the age of 30, in terms of their fantasy life, and their, their curiosity, their sexual curiosities. And so, you know, for, for couples to be able to come together and both have something to bring to the table to explore, I think is really important in women. It's okay to have a fantasy life. It's okay for you to explore the boundaries of your desires. Well, but having a fantasy is just part of asking for what you want. It may be that you're ready to have that experience. True. I mean, you're not you're not asking to just reveal a fantasy. You're actually saying, "Hey, when we go to bed, I'd like to try this position or I'd like to try this type of of a way of having our sexual time or you know and so um I, I think it can be fantasy but it also can be reality right then and there yeah you know that's what you're asking for yeah. so how do you reveal that and how do you ask and then how do you accept that then the, the, the no i'm not interested in doing that well that's where i think you you have to have a menu you have to have some common ground otherwise you know you're never going to get started yeah really so maybe we should maybe every couple should create a menu that they have at the bedside and if somebody's really got something on there that they want to order they can just check it off and (laughs) hand it to their partner it could be kind of sexy to know oh that sounds like an interesting thing for me to serve you well and and the awkward thing is is that sometimes the surprise is fun as well you know you see somebody you kind of wonder what they would be like you you um, see them, you, you know, you have an idea of what it could be, what it could feel like. Uh, that may not be reality at all, but that's your starting point, you know, and they, they probably have the same. And um, so, so sometimes the surprise is okay if it's incremental. Don't think it, you can't go zero to 60. Right. And and asking is really important. I knew a woman that on a first date with a guy, a first sexual encounter, um, he choked her. And, you know, they never had a conversation about it. It freaked her out a lot. And, and you know, afterward he said, you know, did you come? Was that good for you? And she's like, no, I was scared to death I was going to die. I didn't, I don't know you. We didn't, you didn't ask me if that was okay. So I think that's really important to, to, to bring these things into the conversations always, but especially in those early times. All right. So we're going to, we're talking about asking for what you desire. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about 
how to keep the inquiry going. And, you know, keeping this hot for the long haul, a lot of our couples that listen in want to know how to, how to keep that desire and excitement going for many, many years, because that's, that is important. Don't you think? Absolutely. All right. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. And Mark and I are talking today about asking for what you desire and how that's a challenge and why it's important. It seems so basic. It does. It really does. And yet, that's probably the thing that I get asked the most is how to ask. You know, the words, the, the, the how to start that conversation. Uh, we know that in, in new relationships, just having that initial who makes the first move is always kind of a challenge. Um, in, in the swinging lifestyle, I saw um, in a, a conversation thread the other day, a couple that had been to a, a resort many times and they they said that you know they 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 weren't hit on nobody was asking them to play and and other couples were saying well how often do you ask and they were saying well we don't we're we th- we thought other people would ask us and so it was kind of funny to hear that even you know in the in in a two pe- one to sing two single people dating or couples looking to date other couples, uh, the asking is the hardest part. Well, people are shy. It's a timing issue. If you ask too soon, you might uh, mis- have misinterpreted an overture, and then that could end the other possibilities. Or you might wait too long and run out of time, especially if you're on an event where there's a beginning and an end. So there, it is. It is difficult, but I think the people who step out and ask find that they're successful much more often right it may not be universal but i think that they're that you know any type of communication is going to be better than just trying to interpret body language which um 
can be misleading. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you don't know that person, you don't know what their body language is, right? Right. I mean, going back to your your original teachings is that if a girl's dressed up sexy, she's dressing up so she feels sexy, not because she's entertaining someone else. Right. Right. So, so that they can't interpret that. Uh, you have to have a meaningful interaction, and then it can go on and and become more interesting. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I was like that. Feeling sexy doesn't mean they want to have sex with you. They just want to feel sexy because that's a that's a lively energy. Well, and that's a good start, but that means that you need to now interact with them. Right. To see. Right. To see if there's any common ground, and so you reveal what you want. Reveal a little bit about what's fun for you, you know. So think about at what you desire today versus what you desired 20 years ago or a year ago. Is it any different? Well, I think it's a lot more intricate, I think. Oh. I don't think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little, little less willing to just see what happens. I like to, I do have some expectations, so I try to guide things that way expectations hopes expectations well i mean i mean you can have expectations if you're okay with if if you don't meet them you don't you know turn into a child and whine and and (laughs) you know i think i mean hope i mean hope is just throwing it to the wind that's my chance (laughs) i think expectations means you spend a little more time thinking about it and it's exciting to reveal it if, it, you know, again, you do have to be able to deal with disappointment. That's that's throughout all life. Right, really. right. And and I think there has to be a continued inquiry into your own into your own desires and then having those conversations with your partner. You know, boy, I, I had never thought about this before, but I saw this and now I'm really curious. And would you like to investigate this with me? That sounds really interesting or or, oh, I saw that and that was a total turnoff. You know, what do you think about that? <laughs> so keeping it hot for the long haul. Yeah. Um, you know, having these conversations leading up to your sexual time can be quite sexy. Definitely. And so that in itself is a chance to reveal at a time that's a little less explosive. I think couples that go on do date nights. I mean, I, I'm a high, highly recommend date nights for couples, especially if you've got kids at home. Um, but even after kids go away, having your date nights is critical. And on your date night, talk about things that are sexy. Right. Don't talk about the kids. Don't talk about money. Don't talk about the family issues. Talk about things that are sexy. Have that be like your little oasis of sexy time. And talk about your fantasies. Talk about maybe what you're going to do to each other when you get home or in the car before you get home. Um, you know, set, create create a, 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 your own little personal sexy oasis that you can live in at least a few minutes a week that keeps you enlivened for each other. Because if you just take things... Um, you know, if you're always putting out fires and you're always dealing with crises and you're 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 not keep adding some spice in. Chances are both of you will get bored, and and feel you lose that sex that sex energy, and that can be depressing. Well, or discouraged, or right. embarrassed, or right. you know, I mean, there's so many ways it can go south. So definitely um, 
spend some time. So we um, we got a Sibian this year. So what did, what did the Sibian? How how did that uh, change your your thinking about toys like that for couples? Um, well, I think I think it can start off a good conversation. I mean, it can be part of the, you know, we just talked about having that date night and you can say, um, you know, hey, what do you think about a Sibian? I'm, I'm kind of interested. If it intrigues you at some point in time, uh, let me know. Maybe we can find a situation where we could try one or experience it or get some more information about it. And that in itself plants that sexual intrigue that you have. So I think that, that uh, now the Sibian itself has been around for, for many, many years. And there are a lot of, of sexual toys that are disappointing. Definitely. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I, think that, I think that the Sibian um, has, has a little different approach to it. And I don't think that, I think that it's much less likely to be disappointing because both people can interact with the Sibian, whereas other toys tend to be more personal toys. Right, right. And I think the, the 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 great thing about the Sibian is that you can you can act out some fantasies with it. You know, if you've a, one of the most common fantasies for couples is three having a threesome. So if that's been your fantasy, but you really aren't interested in engaging with another human being, the Sibian can kind of act as that third party that leaves you hands and mouth free to do to to do things with your partner while other parts of you are being stimulated. So. I think, you know, as, as you introduce people to the Sibian, I think you could, um, you know, you could have that as one scenario. And then, and then of course, people would go off in private and see if that would work for them. I think mm-hmm. that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's a really, can be a couple's toy rather than just a personal toy. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I think that I think for for women that are partnerless, it's a it's a great uh, it's a great device. Uh, it does it does change your ability to uh, experience sexual pleasure, uh, especially if you use it on an ongoing basis. So there are a lot of healing properties to that. In fact, there was a doc on the doctor's show recently. There was a, a chair that this doctor has invented where women come into his office and they sit in this chair. And it's he's a urologist and it's for uh, urinary incontinence. And so they sit in this chair and it vibrates and is curing their incontinence. Well, the side effect of this chair is that they have an orgasm while he's there in the office. I hope it's a female doctor. I don't think it is. Yeah. That's kind of creepy for me. <laughs> but it kind of takes us back to the late 1800s when doctors, in, when when the vibrator was invented, um, and he, women were lined up to go into the doctor's office to be masturbated to yeah. orgasm. Yeah, that's kind of creepy too. <laughs> but it, but I think what it does is it says. It is a physical need that women have, and it is a health need women have. And if doctors aren't going to do that as a treatment, then by God, we should certainly support women doing that for themselves for their own sexual health, because it is a vital part of our overall health. Well, I think we've evolved. You know, we have evolved to a point where now where where it is acceptable for people to uh, take charge of their pleasure. Um, 
you know, maybe back then masturbation was so forbidden, it had to be a treatment. That well, was they under didn't the call guise, it masturbation. The guys <laughs> under the guise, the guise of a treatment, but uh, treatment for hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what do they call it when guys don't ejaculate for a long time? Frustration. Uh huh. Or blue balls, right? Oh. Right. So we we know that men need to ejaculate. That's that's a physical need they have. So what, what makes men and women think that women don't have the same need? Oh, we're glad to know they do. Yeah, we do. We get frustrated and maybe a little mean if we're not having enough orgasms. So no, I'm not sure we like the mean part. Make sure we make sure we're having our orgasms. So, to, you know, I think the the moral of the story is, is one, if you, in order to ask for what you want, you need to know what it is you want or at least have some direction to engage your partner to go on that path with you and set up a, a, a stage so that you each can express your needs, wants, and hopes and dreams without the fear of judgment, shame, or rejection. Very critical. And if you if you ask for what you want and your partner is unable to give it to you, negotiate, but sometimes you're just not going to always get everything you want, but at least maybe you might get part of it or you can have fantasies about it. There's always other ways to meet a need. So listen, talk, open up in self-inquiry. Um, inquiry is really important. And then just keep those conversations open and sexy. I think I think starting the conversation is very critical. Yeah, and keeping that conversation sexy, I think, is important. Keep it fun. Uh, you know, maybe add a little naughty every now and then, and so that it's, it feels spicy and a little provocative. It's you know, especially when it's your it's your life partner. That's the very person that you want to be able to have that naughty sacred space with, and keep it keep it spicy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Is there any other parting words you'd like to give our listeners to about asking for what you desire? Well, I just think it's the critical first step in in sexual play. I mean, if you don't know what the other person wants, uh, you're not going to meet their needs, and then you're not going to have as much fun the next time or even have a next time. All right, so go to my website, uh, drnsp.com, and you can catch some of the Facebook Lives that we've done. To uh, You can watch us in action. We'll do those periodically, and uh, we'll be taping from L.A. next week, so I'll be in Los Angeles. I've got some big projects happening, lots of exciting things going on. You're always busy. Dude. Always busy, and uh, remember that if, you, if you're if you interested in a great retreat for that focuses on women and those who adore them, uh, come to my treat, my event in Jamaica, the Exotic Lifestyle Retreat. Yep, this is exactly when you need to be making those reservations. Yes, please. It's, it's time, and we've got some very sexy, exciting things planned. All right. We'll be back next week. Remember to love hard, laugh more, and kiss longer. See you next time. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget 
throes of passion waterproof pleasure blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Thrones of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Thrones of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.